Welcome to the second episode of the APL Notation as a Tool wow. of Thought. We're on number two already. I can't believe it. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on the 1st of November 2022. I'm Adam Botsevsky, and with me is Richard Park. Hello. And today we thought we would be discussing uh, notation. Wow, look at that, notation. Um, but specifically, notation that bothers us, Problem problematic notation. So Iverson started off with something that was very close to traditional mathematics. I mean, he, mm. I mean, it doesn't look like programming in the modern sense at all. You start, it's all kinds of, firstly, it uses a proportional serif font in best mathematics style. <laughs> and, Do you have an example of this? I'll get us the APL yeah. wiki page for Iverson notation. Or you can see the system 360 fragment. But then I guess yeah. that's typed as well, so it's not quite the same. Well, there's not a huge difference between typing it. Oh, up there it is. And, yeah. and uh, putting it on a blackboard, really. It's a shareable. Uh, sure. I don't know what you're seeing now. Yeah, no, no I, can, I can see it. But yeah. for, the, for the YouTube viewers, you can see this. For the for the listeners, yeah. But basically, it, it's. I mean, it kind of looks like a mathematical algorithm, and it uses these arrows, which are actually branch points with conditions. It uses yeah. The whole structure on the outside is is pretty wild for um, for even a mathematical algorithmic description or something. There's not a lot of papers, I don't think, in maths that have just like arrows flying between equations and things. No, they will use probably bread text to describe that instead. But they do yeah. number their their expressions. So That's they can true. It's like step by step, yeah. But this is specifically implementing algorithms, right? So that's why it's really a flowchart in yes. a linearized form. So you could also put this as like, a two-dimensional flowchart with little boxes, and then you compute this, and then you make the decision, and if yes or no, and you go to these two different places. Mm. This is all the same, actually. It's just com combining all the uh, decisions and all the computations into a linear but, form. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also pretty old. Um, well, yeah, say procedural is old school, but it's procedural for sure. Like, That's um, for sure, yeah. One thing that was interesting... But this makes me think of was um, who commented on it? Maybe someone on the on the Discord with the the competition winners presentation. And there they've got the examples of their code, and someone described it as the um, define then compose style, which is a more functional paradigm thing. And that's kind of a different way, right? It almost feels these days a bit. Well, it's just a different sort of use of notation, right? Instead of uh, instead of procedural saying do this then do this then do this it's like you define the procedures and then you chain them together as you're kind of instead of the flow being as these arrows like this right the flow comes as a result of the function composition yeah okay but yeah this then, is not functional programming is it? no no certainly exactly. not in the modern sense um, but then okay so so the next step after this was Firstly, there were many versions of this, thanks to the spec changed over time. It was not very mm. formal. Um, and all these superscripts and subscripts, subscripts are actually used, if I understand right, mostly for what you would use subscripting for in, in traditional mathematics. Although sometimes he also uses subscripts. When if it's subscript on a variable, then yeah, it's just, it's indexing. Of a, if it's subscripting on a function or what eventually becomes a function, um, then it's an extra parameter for it. So I know he uses the like IOTA uh, or the equivalents and, and he uses, well, I think it is an IOTA actually, um, and, and uses subscript zero or one to set the index origin for that instance. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but but you can also see a lot of things that did make it into the linearized form of APL, right? You have you've got the the plus slash, you've got yeah, the or slash, reductions. Yeah, you can even see encode and decode, um, although it looks slightly different than what you're used to. It looks like it's using monadic uh, decode, and that's actually what it is doing. It's just that 
they didn't do that when they linearized uh, APL into an actual programming decode. Language. Is that just a, it, it's, it's just two. It's, L, L, it's L2 just two. Base. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Default is two. That's all it does. Which just since it's describing a computer, a computer yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Right? So most of the time it's like that. And then and then it takes like the parameter on the left, which is how many bits. It, it uses for it. Mm. So if I remember right. I think oh, and that does come across, right? Because that's the slight awkwardness with at least encode is like supplying the right number of um, places. Yeah. Whereas like if you do base power negative one. So that, that's basically what he's doing here, right? So you, and the, the, whenever he's using magnetic and uh, decode, he doesn't specify how many bits it is, because it's just mm. all of them. But when he's doing embedding encode, he has to specify how many bits. That's also true in um, in current APLs, or at least for, is, for, yeah. For, yeah, for decode, you don't have to. Because um, it just becomes the single number in that base, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, it would really be nice if uh, if encode didn't treat its left argument as a one of yeah, the vectors. I was going to say on the topic of notational yeah. annoyances, this is actually one that. Um, this is it's one I of the, have the uh... one of the few times when when I would be willing to make a breaking change. So mm. so encode uh, it it takes a number and it represented in some radix, which may be mixed radix of the left argument. Yeah, what's the classic example? Is zero. Mm. 24, 60, 60, or whatever. Yeah, 1,000 or something like that. Or, um, okay, so yeah, so that's one hour. The number of uh, seconds. Seconds in an hour. Right. For example. Right. And, but then, but then. 24, 60, 60 in code, 3,600. Yeah. Right. But you could also just do 60, 60, 60 here. So if you tried 60, 60, 60 in code, 3,600. And you can take we take away the zero. We don't need the leading zero here. Oh yeah. Okay. So this so sixty 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 encode thirty six hundred that mm. gives us one zero zero. Um, because you need That's... one times sixty times sixty times sixty to get thirty six hundred. Um, and here it would be nice if you could like auto size the left arguments. No, just one. Just... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just one times sixty times sixty. Yeah. Sorry. Well, one times sixty times sixty. Yeah. Um. Yes, of course. So the twenty-four um, there is just for making it into days yes, if you had yes. enough of them. But anyway, it's not this not important to the point. So so basically we're saying we want as many positions as necessary. And that would be nice if you could just write that as sixty encode thirty six hundred. Um but it treats it as a one element vector, which means it uh it chops it after the the over, any overflow just goes away. Right. So if I just do sixty sixty encode thirty six hundred, I get two zeros. And if you do a single 60, it treats it as a one-element vector. Really, it's the same. Oh, really? Oh, is it, does it always return that? No? Well... What do, by, what do you mean by treats it as? Well, no, so that's the thing. It, 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 essentially, what it, what it does is it gives you the motherless. If you do 3601, uh, this will give you a one. Oh, yeah, right. So in any, any sane person would use the vertical bar, the motherless, or remainder. If you had the if, single, if, if yes. this is what you wanted to do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if on the other hand you wanted a single, a single position representation with all overflow discarded, you would use a one element uh, vector left argument. So if if you wanted to take the last this many mm. bits of uh, of something, then then you do it like that. But so there's really never a case for using scalar left argument to encode. Only one element vector it would remain as it is, and and scalar could be changed to do this. So, but say so. No, I don't. I'm not doing. I think every time I've used um, base inverse, so base power operator negative one, um, almost all the time that I think I've done that is is for the two case. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because that's exactly what's on, what's it, line four, I guess you'd call it, of this uh, CPU description with the base. That's, be that's because it's a CPU bits. description. I, I, I know, I know. It's just funny that that's now thinking oh, that, that about 24 it. That 24 there is, is probably really significant, actually. I think that's because the original IBM the system, system was 360 was 24 bit implementation. It was a, uh, it was a, a 30 bit. 32-bit system, but didn't actually implement the last few bits. 
Oh, right. It's just like today's computers. They're officially 64-bit computers, but internally they don't actually do that much. They're like 50-something because nobody will, in the current state of affairs will need the last few addressable bits because there's no, you can't have enough RAM to need 64 bits <laughs> so so there's no point in just wasting that um anyway so they linearized the notation if you go back to to apl wiki and you go to apl 360 right uh linked from here i'll search yeah, it you can just apl 360 oh, okay that will oh i was wondering if there was like a, hey, it a slash and then if you scroll down almost to the very end uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I, I oh, implementation. Uh, go, go to the in the box on the right. You can go to a little bit up. This is documentation. So open up that. This one here. Yeah. The APL three. So now we're, we're looking system. Yes, that's on, the paper uh, by. Is this on J? Oh, sorry. Stop. J software. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And then now scroll to the very end. Um, um one of these things. Yeah, the one of the very last ones. Uh, let's see, go to figure, f yeah, or to figures at the very end. All right, all the way down. Yeah, so here are some examples of what APL 360 code would look like. And and for the listener out there, um, then these these lines that drawn between, uh, these arrows drawn between code lines in original and the in notation have the... right. then been transformed to be these go-to arrows of today's APL. I mean, you can't use them, use them today if you want to. Not in yeah, not it's, in a, it's a right arrow that takes a line number. Yeah, uh, and then it goes to that line number, and so you use, you know, arithmetic or whatever array operations to compute the line number. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen some control sort of um, spouting out from this to go down the rabbit hole of, of not great avenues of notation uh, in in sort of APL as it developed. I've seen um, some paper, and I cannot remember the, the name or reference for it for the life of me right now, but it was describing a, I don't know what you call it, like a Boolean matrix-based schema for doing control flow in like a more complex application because you know you can imagine this system getting spaghettified just very easily turning into uh. like go to this or go to that or go to that so what this person had done who wrote this paper had said well okay what we're going to do is take a high level view of our application we understand the control flow what is supposed to happen and we're going to make it more maintainable more easily adjusted by defining all of our paths as Boolean vectors within a matrix, basically, in some some way. Ah, so then it would it would have some conditions, and applying mm -hmm. that with some kind of mask or something, or or maybe an inner product with yeah. the, with a matrix, and that would compute where it needs to go next. Exactly. So you have essential yeah. essential branch selector rather than having it local everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So you just go okay. So go go to the result of all these conditions applied with our control flow. Uh, you know I'll, I'll have a think if i can find it and at yeah. some point put it as a link in a description somewhere whatever, yeah sure but, I can't. but i thought i thought that's that's cool and kind of clever and um but, but it, it is it shows patching an issue, over a right? deficiency exactly yeah, yeah. i mean the, the ibis annotation originally was pretty cool i think with those arrows you could really follow that as a flow right in the in a procedural sense but i think i mean i don't know what the whole i i've not tried to implement a whole uh <laughs> uh, computer system and I, I i couldn't tell you how pleasant uh, or unpleasant that actually is to um i'm not i'm not sure what to do a modern day application with gui and stuff just <laughs> drawing lines everywhere although i mean it would be pretty cool to maybe have an interface i guess it's, it's sort of scratches right and things like that yeah it's people yeah. people use to get people into it it's very intuitive for people who aren't familiar with programming concepts at all Say do this, then do this, and the arrows. We know what arrows are for. Like follow arrows and walk around a supermarket or whatever. Although I think even this is has already has the kind of branching. If you look at the line, what is that, eleven or something like that, in the example of Iris annotation. Oh, this one here, like go to twelve, fourteen, thirteen, seventeen, seven, nineteen, sub nineteen, all print precised, then subscript n two. Subscript N, subscript 2. Sorry, yes. Second it's element the... of N? 
Yeah, know. I think so. And then it uses that to select one of five lines to go to. So this is, I mean, it. and there are a few other examples here. You can have a subscript to a superscript and things like that. Uh, and, and it gets a bit ridiculous. And so they, they, if you go back to the 360 examples in the deck there, so then they linearized everything. So they use these square brackets for, for indexing, which is like subscripting. Hmm. Um, and they, they also introduced what, um, this notation for, um, for vectors, literal vectors. This is something that came up in the last episode of, uh, of the Raycast. That was a stranding. Well, today we might call it stranding. Back then it was just, well, no, well yeah. maybe not called anything. You just write it's some just numbers next to each other. vector notation, right? And it becomes a vector. But only that. So if you look, if you look, he has this uh, famous expression for Pascal's triangle. Um, and there he's concatenating. Um, no, no, that's actually, it's a vector. So that doesn't, doesn't apply. But nowhere will you find two variables that both hold... Um, Oh, an array. An array, or, or, yeah. You know, greater a than scalar. a scalar. No, 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 even a scalar. You couldn't, oh, right. do, you couldn't have two scalars, both of them, um, and then... Uh, uh, so, so this, at the time, this was just literal numbers and characters, yeah. maybe? Not even not even characters. The just only way literal, to put adjacent numbers. characters would be in quotes. Uh, you couldn't do the quote A quote space quote B quote that you can today. There was no nested arrays. There was no clash for these and uh, with operands like we have today because the only operators that existed were in and out of product. And then um, And reduction and then scan came soon after that. Okay. As you can see here, there's, I don't think it has scan here. Just in and out of product and, uh, and other array operations. Yeah, now I know it's controversial about uh, uh, stranding, which is what we're going to go on to the problems of it just now. I think a bit more, but I really like being able to write numbers, you know, number, 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 and that's a list of numbers. Yeah, it, it's so much. I mean, you're not alone in that. I also kind of like it, but you're definitely not alone. Um, um, Stephen Taylor even defined it as a, an indicator, or maybe even a requirement for an Iversonian language, is the or oh really, an array, or even a, or an array language. I don't remember some one of those um, that, that, that you but, have this yeah. notation, right? To, um, to just write numbers separate by spaces, as opposed to like every other, you know, language that isn't really an array language where typically you'll do looping constructs or some kind of iteration explicitly and then when you're defining them literally it's yeah some kind of parenthesized bracket parenthesization or bracketing and then commas usually between all the values but that's not the case in lisp is it actually no you might be right there they just put spaces in between so and, but and this wasn't really an issue either there was never any yes any issues with this it would just work there um there wasn't even an issue with binding strength when you if you would index directly into such a vector so if you, you're saying you couldn't and you couldn't strand named arrays named so or parenthesized or anything so you didn't really even have the ambiguity of parsing something right if you saw numbers name numbers or whatever then you know that that's functions applied to Yes. Values. Yes. Yeah. Not, even, not even operators, because there weren't any user-defined operators. Yeah. Only functions. So everything is immediately parsable. Sometimes yeah. I long for the good old days. Everything was, <laughs> was so simple. Take me back. And, uh, yeah. So, and there was well, no... People it, do long for that. I mean, that's why people try things. They're trying to develop different the, ways yeah. of expressing it, right? Because the evolution has ended up with these little rough edges that we're going to show, I guess. Yeah, and then there wasn't also, for a newcomer, there's no real doubt as to what syntactic role did any particular symbol have. Yeah. The, the, the right and left arrows, okay, those are, that's go to an assignment. You have square brackets for indexing. Then you just yeah. need to know that slash and dot are special. Possibly right. like slash. Right? Yeah. And, and that's it. There were, all other symbols are going to be functions. Yep. And the valence can immediately be inferred by adjacent names. Actually, oh, no, that's not even true. No. No, if you had A, B, C after each other, then B must be a function, but A could also be a function. 
or an array. You don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. But if you, if you don't have a naming uh, scheme, right? It's not as good as we thought. But, okay, but there are only still, there are only still. two only two possibilities. Right? Yeah. Whereas in today's world, I don't even want to enumerate the number of parsing possibilities for, for ABC. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's just in APL. In J, it's even worse. Right. Just the J tested forms, like, there are almost no syntax errors left. Everything means something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things in J that I don't really know uh, about. So what, you know. So, like... so, so if, you take a, if you take something like this, like uh, if you go into an APL session, and mm. then um, take some numbers, like digits of pi or something like that. Mm -hmm. three, one, three space one space four, one, five, nine. Yeah, that's fine. That'll do. And then, and then put square bracket after that. Mm -hmm. Oops, square bracket. Yeah, and then so we're choosing the nth digit of pi. So yeah. let's say we're choosing the third digit. Which would oh, be a four. I thought I had numlock on, but I didn't. There we go. So <laughs> okay. yes, the third digit of pi is four. It's four. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's fine. Mm -hmm. And and everything was was fine, um, until basically APL two when nested arrays and strands. <laughs> yeah. Came. And and then then and and the generalized operators and whatever not. And then all, everything just goes downhill from there. Not just like yeah, <laughs> notationally well. It's kind of what we're focusing on, but this is the the major schism of of APL vendors and implementers, right? Mm -hmm. It's deciding what, how should an array that contains any other type of array, how should that behave? But it's not just behavior of it, but also the syntax. Yes. In, um, Iverson and and IP Sharp's APL, Sharp APL, and therefore J. Uh, mm. They never added the generalized stranding, so they still had this vector notation, oh. and it could occasionally clash, but much rarer. So, so a classic one is you could do it like with power, right? So if you do like one drop power three, yeah, on on the digits of pi, so you can on three one four one. Yeah, so so now we have one drop power operator three three one four one five. Why three three? Because the first three is the upper end to the power operator, and then mm -hmm. the next three is just part of the argument. And even in J, uh, where you don't have generalized stranding, that would clash. Okay. Um, and so in APL two, actually, they decided that operators bind stronger than this vector notation. So. So this so would you would get so the three would become would bind to the power. Yes. But so so this is cool for power because it when it takes an array it's a it's a single number, which is a number of times it's going to run the function, right? Yes. But for for example, rank it's a. That is a vector, or it can be a vector. It can be a vector, but how often do you actually use a vector? Often you oh. can find a negative value that will do what you want. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's more in terms of... So, are there array languages, APLs, where you don't need any kind of... other than a space separator between? Well, the problem is in APL2, if you were to use the rank operator, then you must parenthesize the right operand. Yeah. Or the whole thing, the the whole right operand, because otherwise the operator will break. Not even not even just parenthesize the function operator op operand. Uh, you no, know, array no, operand because, expression. because it will apply. <laughs> uh. Right. So so you have func function uh, dyadic operator digit space digit. Or number number space number, and that will not work. Even if you parenthesize that entity, they will not work because it will take the first number from that list of numbers and then make a derived function and then apply it to the rest of the numbers. This might seem very foreign to you because you used the dialog APL, but well, I'm, APL... Thinking, I'm thinking suggest a double parenthesize in that case. No, that's it. Now you don't need to parenthesize anymore. Oh right, no, what I've written here, which is. One down arrow power diuresis thing star diuresis yeah. left paren 
three space five right paren and then the values that I want to apply to. Even yeah. though this is a nonsense expression, but that's not we're talking about just the right. syntax of the thing. Now, me personally Wait, is is there more is there more story to like the evolution of this or talk or, or Well there's a little little bit more. If you uh what happens if so if you go back to the example that you had before with digits of pi, three, one, four, uh, you can you can stay here in the APL. Uh, three, oh, one, four, one, five, nine, oh, and then that. Now under, under, and then, yeah, square bracket three, and that selects the four. But after that square bracket, what mm -hmm. happens if you write another list of numbers like two, uh, seven, one, eight, whatever? Okay. So now... Uh -huh. Clearly, so now what we have now is an index expression in the middle between two literal vector notation things. Mm -hmm. and, and the indexing goes obviously on the vector on the left or, mm -hmm. or the array on the left. Mm -hmm. But what's stronger, the internal binding in the vector notation or the square bracket uh, indexing to what's to its immediate left? So like, so... The alternative interpretation I'm, I'm hearing here is we've got, you know, some numbers and then left square bracket, three right square bracket, and then a list of numbers on the right. And then the alternative is that it's nine indexed by three. Yeah, which... so in and, ABLM... then, and then that becomes a single unit. So the scalar yeah. nine indexed by three, which is an error, but let's ignore that for now. And then that becomes its own individual entity in the middle of this whole stranding expression. Yeah, so surely that, 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 to make that would make no sense in APL 360 because the the only thing you could ever have, the only element you could ever have to the immediate left of an indexing would be a simple number. Right? There were no other strands. There were no nested arrays. There would be nothing in the last element before the square bracket that you could index into. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't even do the the choose indexing thing. You can you can make this not be an error by doing enclose Zilda instead of three. Yes, I see. Yeah. And then so so with with parentheses. So this is three one four one five nine. And then in, this nine indexed by enclosed in, empty numeric vector two seven one eight. Yeah. And obviously, so nine indexed with that returns the scalar itself but then if i get rid of my parentheses well okay the issue there is is oh, that we're is, not is, is, very... is, is how it actually is in dialogue yeah not how <laughs> not the, not the hypothetical strong binding of this is indexing. this is choose or reach indexing really um mm. so this is saying okay we are going to select from the outer dimensions um and we're going to uh we're going to step zero dimensions into the array, returning a scalar result like this. The first element is zero steps into the array. That's the entire array. So we're returning a scalarized entire array. Mm. That's, so then we get an enclosed 314159. And then the next elements after that are 2718. So in all in total, it's five element result. In APL2, mm. the indexing is stronger than the internal binding in the a vector notation. So here, uh, yeah. You would get, so in APL2, you'd get this one above where yes, it parenthesized it. Without and if you want parenthesis, you, if you want to index into the entire strand on the left, then you, you need have to, to parenthesize that, that strand. Which means that APL2 was not backwards compatible with APL1 or whatever, original APL, APL360. Dialogues developers were too scared of making such a breaking change. So they... They stuck with the. They they decided that the binding strength in uh, the vector notation is, is stronger than than mm. indexing, um, even though that's often not really what you want. But yeah, because that means if you if you put multiple vectors, and each one immediately followed by yeah and their own square bracket. And when you <laughs> first learn and 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 you because when you first learn APL, typically using square bracket indexing the most. Yeah. Um, and you might do that where you're saying, you know, I've got some array, usually it's named or something, and I want the third one of those. And then next to that, I've got some other array, and I want the fifth one of those. 
mm-hmm. but you want those values then put together. And then so, you do that and you get some weird, well, I mean, they can yeah. be weird, but, so, you know. so in this case, actually you can do that. You can make this work. Um, so define an array to be, be whatever the alphabet because. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, um, change the five to a two instead. Okay. So now we've got three, two, one, four index three mm-hmm. array index two, where array is the alphabet yeah. and the result. Can you predict it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, it's okay. I mean, yes. Um... Or explain it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so the result so is take... the enclosed alphabet. Yes. And the reason for that is that the leftmost square bracket picks out the one from three, two, one, four. So we pick out the one. Then we strand that with the array. So we have a two element vector, which is a one followed by the alphabet. And then we take the second element of that, which is the alphabet as a scalar. Right, exactly. So it's um and to fix this the rightmost indexing is taking yeah. <laughs> weirdly everything on the left. Exactly, which is really weird, but that's consistent with, with APL three sixty. If, right. if you don't want that, you have to parenthesize the right half of the expression. So you have to parenthesize array square bracket two. Right, or what you end up kind of brute forcing as a as a new user, which is just left parenthesize yeah. everything. But it really shows that that I mean, I'm I, stranding being that what it is. Square bracket indexing is even more problematic than <laughs> than, than, than otherwise. It's problematic, but I guess without thing, stranding. So, <laughs> like, what, what I'm seeing is the through line of these two. I mean, they these are things from like we said, like OG APL, APL 360 that then have been extend of like uh, you know. Dialogue, at least, and other APL vendors have tried to in- maintain or incorporate along with the extensions in a, in a backwards compatible way. But the original, like, feeling of using these is great. You know, numbers separated by spaces, that's a list of numbers, awesome. Just stick a square bracket with, um, you know, another array inside it to do indexing, and that's also awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, well, like you said, the uh, the advent of nested arrays, the arrays inside arrays, and trying to make the behavior consistent. You should have just stayed flat. <laughs> should have stayed with non-nested arrays. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, it, it, so, I mean, yeah, the the I think the square bracket indexing has outlived itself, although we don't have a good replacement. Uh, in a future episode, we'll discuss <laughs> primitives select. that we want. Yeah, the <laughs> that's right. The indexer. Where have I? Uh, uh, whatever. Well, I don't know where I've put my. If that's that, that's that. Yeah, that should be Control Shift. Never mind. Different a- keyboard. X Control Control Shift or Alt G R Shift X. Alt G R Shift X. Oh right. Yeah, my caps lock thing wasn't doing it. Weirdly. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Never. We'll talk about primitives yeah. what we want in another episode but yeah a selecting function to be consistent with all of the other even though we have that but it's also awkward yeah that wouldn't so, wouldn't work well with with the multiple we'll, we'll get back to that in another, yeah. another episode let's not get ahead of ourselves so but as you said most of the time what you want is just a single number right operand to an operator, it can actually you can actually have a problem. With that. You ever experienced having the left operand being a problem? Like with uh, at no, what else? It's very rare, but it can happen. Um, yeah, most of the time, I'm using the function left operand. We can construct an example. If you, um, right, if you say two two bind plus comma uh, a top comma sorry okay so so we can parenthesize this and give it left arguments one and three or something like that and oh okay yeah sure and some other number on the right yeah okay all right so this is so what we have here is one three open paren two jot plus a top comma close paren five spelled out so people can type along at home. Two jot plus so it's it's increment by two or increase by two a top concatenate. Yeah. 
So we'll do a concatenation of left and right arguments. It, it's a, you can remove the jut and the jut diaresis here, make it a train. It's an since we're parenthesizing it, yeah. Yeah. Then it is two plus comma. Okay. Yeah. However, since it's a, just a derived function, right? Two bind plus a top comma, then you can just remove the parenthesis, right? Yes. No, you can't. <laughs> because the stranding binds stranding one, three, hit, two. Yeah, now. jut plus. Right? And now it just means one, three, two is the left argument to, to plus a top comma. So it's saying one, three, two plus five, comma, but comma now, five. But now we're, because we've, we've bound the left argument of the whole derived thing, yeah, we've now got a monadic comma. It's just raveling five before, which which really should be a length error, but we're lenient and allow it as a one element thing. Yep, it would be better maybe to have more numbers on the right, but it doesn't matter, right? So so here you here you have stranding biting you on the left. It can happen there too. Mm. And so it's it's not just the rank operator, but it's often the rank operator. Yeah, um, and and because uh, that's the one where you're quite often putting in literal numbers as your like, and it's perfectly okay to do this. Well, even if it was named, it wouldn't work, right? Right, times rank uh, one, two, five by three reshape. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Random numbers. Yep. Even if it was named. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. So you have a vector times rank one to a matrix with that number of columns. Yes. You don't no. actually, you don't need the parenthesis at all here because you used a random Because well, I used the function. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> but, but it's so confusing, right? So people end up writing right tech as if it's part of the syntax, which is kind of funny. Well, that's because so they see it a lot. See, me personally, yeah. I actually, these days, I prefer to parenthesize my... Your rank uh, expressions. Rank expressions, and then even something like we've seen above here with the... I mean, this one's lucky, your two-plus concatenate uh, example happens to come out as a nice three-train that, that I think... It, it didn't have to be. No, 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 so that's just a, a coincidence. But yeah, in general, so... What do I do it with? At? Maybe less so, because if you've got a function there. But okay, definitely my rank expressions. I'll almost always be parenthesizing these days rather than using right tag myself. Okay. Then visually I get this like the unit, right? So so and rank, trains as well. The rank operator is a more general generally applicable construct than using the bracket axis. Because you could use bracket axis as well, you know about that? Yeah. So you can well, do one zero what you're one zero negative one times times axis. the second axis in this yeah. case because yeah. now we're matching we care about the largest rank array in our expression it's the matrix so which so we want to to take this vector and apply it along its second dimension something which, like that for the, you know this i find that i found this one slightly or maybe it's because i'm not used to it but weirder to explain verbally Especially when it's that, like, it's oh, not so, just verbally, it's like I, I can barely because you're like, and... okay, so there's the second dimension of the matrix is the rows, sure, and then but it's the second dimension of the I guess in the same way that if you do rank with the higher rank, it's just encompassing the whole thing. So the second dimension of the vector, it's only got one dimension, that's its length. So, what happens if you have a matrix on the left and a three dimensional array on the right? Can you reason about it now? Well, okay, so I guess we've be... got to make sure the, the, the frames match or whatever. It's one easy way is just make them square. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, but then I don't feel like I'll understand it as much because I'll just be stuck. Okay, so you it. want to do a rank rank two. Let's just say a rank two, right? So the, now we have a matrix on the left, and then you can just do two, five, three, reshape nine on the right. So three, five, uh, five, five three, three, reshape one, zero, negative one on the left. And two, three, five, reshape nine on the right, and we want yeah, to do. I mean, I can reason rows. That... We want, we want. We're still trying to multiply the rows, essentially, right? Well, no, I guess it's the five by three okay, let's, matrix let's, on the left. Let's just do it with rank first to see what the result okay, is. Okay, yeah. Well, we at least with rank, I can understand what we might be going for, which is, you know, the shape on the left five three is the rank two 
array. still want something that's two five three. And then it matches the the two five matrices that consist of three D array on the but right. But it's a little bit dangerous because the duplication on the left is not the same. It we could mask an issue. Oh, you mean the fact that, I, that yeah, I'm... maybe do one negative one. Uh, one zero negative one, and then neg two zero negative two or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, okay. So let let's have a look at, at what this. And, and instead of nine, maybe do a yota thirty or something like that. So we can. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna have the numbers from one to thirty across two planes with each five rows and three columns. And then we've got some like positive and negative and zero multipliers on the left that will form a fairly regular but jilted enough pattern that we can recognize yep. the shape. This looks looks sane to me. Yeah. Okay, so doing this with bracket axis. But that's because, yeah, so with rank operator, you're framing things. I mean, this is where the, the notation of rank operator is, is maybe awkward because of the stranding, but at least the mental model and conception of like rank K subarrays, these cells that consist and matching up the cells. I guess once you're used to it, like I am, then it feels fairly regular. And then I struggle, what we're going to talk <laughs> about just now, going back to the axis uh, model of, of these arrays. Mm -hmm. So what well, we're trying to do a similar thing, but but matching which axes with which axes, or which axis. It's the rows in our matrix on the left. I, I think the traditional method is just try everything and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, I mean, technically rows. My intuition or my feelings to say rows, which now that we've upped to the dimensionality. That, that can be because that is the I, third I, dimension. Because we, th we don't want to apply vectors on on the rows. We want to apply matrices. matrices. On, sorry, I think a two is the right thing, is my guess. Well, that is because two is, is the column. Oh, because you're saying we've got three columns in each. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing. You kind of have to transpose your thinking a little bit. I, I'm not confident here. Because you're like, I want to multiply rows of rows, so therefore we match the columns because they are the number of columns. That's definitely that wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> Does three work? Does one I work? I don't. I can, don't. Maybe think, you need I don't to, think any of these will can, work. Can you do two of them? Like two, three? Well, um, only thing I've used multiple with in the past is um, the ravel. Ravel. Have I ever used concatenate? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It is two, three. It's two, three. Because you want uh, both, both, you both want the rows and the columns, but not the layers. Okay. So this is my deficit, really, in understanding. This is because I can do it of rank, so I do do it of rank. But okay yeah, that so, does so make sense and that makes that does make sense in that model of thinking you're saying yeah that, imagine if the rank operator symbol okay so forget that we had this bracket index bracket the axis for a moment mm -hmm. imagine if if rank operator was spelled left square bracket yeah okay and right. and the right and right tech was spelled right square bracket <laughs> which, which actually it isn't j so it's not like that far first <laughs> so it would look like this kind of syntax <laughs> Uh, where's um where's NGN APL? We can actually do that. You can do. I don't think you can do that in NGN APL. You know, you, I know you can assign symbols. No, but you, yeah, but you can assign symbols, but you can't you can't change the syntactic meaning of things. I think. Yeah, you can't assign to a syntax. Oh, square brackets is not a. Uh, but but maybe we can maybe we can do it with uh with some square bracket lookalike. Oh, like letters that look like like L. No, I was no. You don't even need to do that. But just, uh, just a letter that, they're they're always used like square brackets and things that are, okay. I can let me show. Oh, you my, mean in in Uni, you mean in Unicode? Like, yeah, yeah, because it allows sharing to anything. APL, yeah. So, uh, okay. So um, so we have this. 
it's not that's not really very clear because it's not like a nice symbol or anything but that kind of looks like a square bracket yeah okay so if we can we, can we, so we to do left value error oh can you not assign operators or something there's probably way more limitations in that we don't okay. uses oh hold on. doesn't do i need to like this or something Oh, it's not alpha alpha. It's alpha. I think I think it's both. I mean, syntax oh, error. Am I allowed to? Does it even it, have? I mean, try assigning that symbol. Hold on, it doesn't. It doesn't have error. rank. It doesn't have rank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know what that means at all. Never mind. But I think yeah. So I'm thinking right in terms of or is the other, it, it is another work, is right? another way better right? I mean, this is. These are really nitpicky details on, on in, in terms of usable notation, especially for things like here where we're talking about what ultimately manifests as what magic numbers. You just try to avoid those, or the negative ones are slightly less magic, I guess, because they oh, at least relate to relative ranks. Or... Yeah, let, let's just try it with power. Can, does that work? Ah, procedure. Okay. <laughs> All right, it returns procedure. So that that's fine. So we two 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 drop. Three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, that's fine. And then, and then power. And you need right tech to be there. Power three, right? Mm -hmm. Why did that not print? Oh, of Dead. course. It there. There aren't enough elements. Okay. Oh right. Okay, so so now we 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 want the, the <laughs> other the other bracket. So. I love shape catcher. It's like the best thing <laughs> since since sliced bread. Yeah. Have we got sliced bread in Unicode? Let's find out. We should find a better bracket than that. Ooh. I mean, I think it ran. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. So do drop five times. So this is this is I mean, it look, but it, it's deceiving, right? Because it looks like it's one syntax, but it's actually not. It's really, <laughs> it's really another syntax. But it's, if it had been that, and so, so that's where I thought about that. Um, what if, what if we went totally out of the box for this kind of syntax? Okay. So it's especially rank. So the few times when you need when you need a, an operand like that, that clashes. Okay, but it's the rank operator is so central to everything we do, right? It's it's so fundamental. And so I was thinking, what if we could, instead of, of say rank uh, zero, one, so we can do things like uh, one, one, two, three, plus with rank zero run. Right? Obviously this won't work in, in GNAPL, but just for the sake of it. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, four, reshape IOTA 12, right? So in, uh, yep, yep. in dialog APL. Yeah. Uh, so each, each scalar number, the one, this, this the will, one added to the first row, the two added to the second row, the three added to the third row. Yeah. Maybe, maybe and a better example of, is, is, well, on top of this, we've got scalar extension conveniently. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah, that's fine. And, and there's a, there's an argument as well. Actually, this came up sort of vaguely in our last little chat about Yorick and stuff. Is that if you had leading access, you wouldn't even need this right. leading access agreement. You could just say plus, and it's like three things on the left, three things on the right. Oh, let's just stick them together if we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in J, we can bring up J. Why not? Yeah, because in essence we're yeah the, in essence here we're defining loops right with the rank operator, uh, and it would uh, it would be nice in some cases to not have to do that, and that would be a nice notational boon. So you can do one hundred, two hundred, three hundred plus, uh, three, four, Dollar. reshape, iota, twelve, right. So that just works, but you can also do it with rank rank zero one, right bracket. Oh uh, yeah, That's <laughs> right bracket is right take. It is. Yeah. Um. So I always forget this thing about the editing works differently here. 
but 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 still i mean sometimes you do clash like here in j you even though j only has these vectors notation it doesn't have general strand notation in mm. this case you have to have the separator i mean you can parenthesize but you have to have the separator yeah bqn doesn't because it doesn't have this vector notation but the, as you say the vector notation is kind of nice it's funny actually i don't know if i parenthesize in j because all the other stuff looks more angular <laughs> so so maybe the square bracket fits in more visually i don't know uh, why, I, why i feel it, that it way really messes with, with my dots. head whereas with apl the the squiggles are more uh, sort of curvy and uh rounded especially the apl 385 font i think it's true you can use to that but it, it, it messes with my head that brackets and braces are not paired things yeah 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 I, I find that <laughs> this is this is just weird um but perfectly normal um so, right, so, but, but so, so where are we going off it, the um yeah yeah you had a so radical imagine idea it, imagine if we could write this as as something like this oh your superscripts yeah, the font doesn't look great here that's a shame just, isn't it i can fix that i think one second so yeah, one thing I th thought when we used to chat about, like, new APL stuff, or if you wanted to redesign or whatever, was, like, I'm adamant that you must be able to handwrite the stuff. So I think... It did, that didn't go in much better. One, anyway. two, three, <laughs> plus scalars, vectors, what do you call it, three, four, it's horrible. reshape, IO to 12. I'm versus gonna... what plus rank naught one wait what do you yeah i'm okay, thinking so... about writing things because i find that this is pretty neat right i think the superscript one yeah or or you can if you want to keep writing so so this is one oh, two three plus... not on the left one on the right we go like tensor notation oh that's with it. that's actually no but that doesn't uh yeah okay that could work although i, I, guess I was thinking i was thinking now let's go let's go better with it nor on the left yeah exactly one on the right yeah that makes more sense then you always otherwise which one is which yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so one two three superscript zero plus superscript one three four reshape and iota 12 right the problem is of course sometimes you want multiple rank specifications after each other if they're adjacent you wouldn't know Oh, I guess <laughs> we keep no, going. No, no, up. no, no. That's no problem because I was thinking that you need sometimes you need a vector, right? So we're thinking like, but you, but plus you never need rank. No one rank one, which I've written horribly. There, let's make the naught bigger, and that's also horrible because my ones look like vertical bars. <laughs> I need to need to fix my yeah, handwriting so, before so, I can do this. So if you had adjacent specifications, they would blur together. But if you only ever have one number, then you would say there isn't stranding for the superscript. Oh, right. And then you could have them adjacent to each other. You just need a space, so that, because you could have you could have two-digit ranks if you're crazy and you're using arrays of more than nine dimensions <laughs> then you could um, have a, 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 but in that case you need a space in between them but that's probably a good idea anyway wait, so, so we're, we're doing so how am i expressing this multiple loop here so this is currently so, we've got the naught one innermost yeah so you loop so, and then where's my one one go ah so then so, so they go you, outside you the others it. yeah parenthesize it parenthesize what the whole thing you parenthesize that this yeah. oh and then, and then, and then put a... one one above it there yeah and then all the way up mm -hmm. okay it's not very it's very rare awful. Well, it, it's even shorter than the what you otherwise have you anyway have to use well yeah but that's because we're just that's because we're going in the second dimension you can do all kinds of stuff once you decide you don't need to be linear linearized we don't and have then a... blessed uh <laughs> poor, poor jd who's just done all that work to do the token uh the inline you know piece by piece debugging individual lines of apl has now got to make a two-dimensional <laughs> yeah. uh debugging interface like um, I, mean, I, I mean this brings us back to the beginning right yeah, i was notation was inlined to make it work with computers yeah it was mostly because of a technical constraint but today there's really no reason why you can't 
do at least two-dimensional writing yeah, is not, yeah. not problematic. And we'll turn to VR and we're like doing then can do three three-dimensional. <laughs> but but uh, no, three D code debugging. Um, what's it called? Wolfram Alpha recently added two-dimensional input. All right. And um, and uh, graphical calculators have done two-dimensional input for a long time. Both I've seen both uh, Casio and Texas Instruments and and Hewlett Packard. Uh, graphing calculators in high school. That's not just superscripts as a font choice. This is actual. No, no. They would you do division, and it would give you like two boxes. Oh, a on thing top on top. Other. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. we used to. Have, yeah, I've got. I've got a calculator that does that. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I don't even think the input was very awkward. Like you use the arrow keys, you just navigate around. If if you insert if you do insert formula in Microsoft Word, you can also use the arrow keys to navigate around these little dotted boxes. So we're gonna do in. so. Ugh, you know, I'm just gonna get rid of this. When when I was oh, little, yeah. I was always thinking, why don't the operators take their operands like on top and below themselves? So we've got the we've got the dialogue under the APL classic train of the the mean plus slash divided by tally. Yeah. And now we've got now we're gonna do and you can apply this rank. You can say you know let's let's take the average of every. Uh, row on my matrix. I got to go mm -hmm. in a second, but let's do this just for just for lols. So now we're doing plus slash over the tally uh, applied <laughs> oh, applied yeah, rank that. one applied rank one up there. You probably need a parenthesis there. So maybe over it's, the whole. Yeah, it's not that's not worse than than in mathematics when you have like power over a fraction. You need parentheses. So then the sum over the literally sum over the tally applied rank one with a little thing like that. Honestly, uh, I'm so torn as to whether I I don't know if I'm just so you know used to the linearized form and and having a predisposition to thinking you know, okay that's obviously going to be usable in my system that i'm comfortable with versus this which is more compact and stuff but i actually have no idea how pleasant it is to use in real life to express things with i i want to show this is even and this idea i had when i was little that the operands should go vertically with arguments horizontally okay and, and in a three train the middle time actually acts as a dyadic operator Remember yeah. the the history for that. Iverson was had a there was a while when he had these over bars on top of every scalar function, so that it it was the operator equivalent. So you, so you would have like you would write the same train as we division really over bar. Uh, we need a train that's less mathematically inclined. That, that's why. So, so no that no, but the division is really nice because the way I was reading this is this is division. So you have division, division. You wrote it as division as a line, but you could write division as the symbol with the two dots, even though yes, yeah. people say you shouldn't use that. And then you have plus slash on top of that, and you yeah. have this tally below it. Oh, and, but the and, operator and the slash. The the division acts as an operator, taking two operands. One is on top, and one is on the bottom. Yes, that actually comes out really nicely. In this case. In this case, but. That's why I wanted to take it to another less. Uh, yeah, so you could have you could have I mean, this case, un, un, unequal, and on the top, and right tack on the bottom, and partition in the middle. In the middle. We just verticalized this. <laughs> Not great. I mean, yeah. I mean, ignore my absolutely atrocious. Uh, not equal there. That makes it frankly difficult to see what's going on. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, less convinced. Well, no, but I guess just because division has this up, thing. Yeah, the problem I came up with, though, as I thought about this, was yeah, but any of the operands themselves could be a derived function. Now what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I already thought that when you said about or putting the yeah, exactly. This, this slash is that supposed to go below the plus really, and it just yes. becomes like a long. And so, so there's a I, there's a, we've I think we've I think we can finish on this note we've. Hmm. We have look. We have identified a deficiency here. Is this, our world is sadly limited to three spatial dimensions. <laughs> I, I mean, I want I want n-dimensional paper that I can write my expression on. It would be uh -huh. awesome. <laughs> would it? Add? I mean, yeah. I guess it's the whole eyes projected onto a flat sort of mental image in the brain is also a limitation in terms of like how you learn and practice um, visualizing things in your head because the concepts don't appear that that way necessarily so no, a lot no, of people can, can... a lot of people have strong like visual 
or verbal or whatever represent internal representations of like when they do thoughts and thinking, mm -hmm. but it's not exclusively like that. Sometimes the weirdest times is definitely when just like the thought you have the thought it's in your head, but it's not manifested in a like linguistic form, expressible, and you have to work to get the thought to come out, <laughs> even whether you're writing it or speaking it or drawing yeah, but... it. Yeah. But if they you're seeing it as like concepts don't work like that, I don't think. I don't know. We have to, I had to try it. Give me give me a dimensional <laughs> paper, I'll try it, I'll get back to you. Let's figure it out. Right, anyway, yeah, let's uh, finish on this note then. Yeah, leave it on okay. that. Okay. Thank Wait you for, for joining in to the to the attendees here and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back probably to more of this notational stuff and then and primitives that we need to This does make me yeah, want to go crazy with this though. How far can we? Yeah, you go go have lunch instead. Yeah, all right. <laughs> See Talk you to in a bit. Bye.